this is a very special episode of the Trep Life Podcast. I just want to take some time and dedicate this episode to uh, my mother, um, to our mother, Sage and I. And I would also like to dedicate it to um, my grandmother and my aunt, uh, Dee Dee, and um, our grandfather, uh, the Perkins side of the family, um, the Atoybees. Um, the grooms, everyone, um, that has been, uh, such a support system for us. And we are eternally and extremely grateful, um, for having such a support system because some people don't. And so, um, I, I, I just want to take that time and acknowledge it and, um, to say thank you. And if I haven't taken an opportunity to do that, uh, before I want to do that now. Um, and just, uh, say from the bottom of my heart, uh, we gratefully appreciate it. Um, without further ado, this is episode 33 of the Trep Life podcast it's a bit with my younger sister, my baby sister, Sade Summer Perkins Heard. Let's go. Hello, this is Sage Perkins Heard. I am Pete's younger sister and fellow sickle cell advocate and survivor. If you would like to learn more about sickle cell, please feel free to go to nhlbi.nih.gov.com. Thank you, Pete, for sharing your platform with me, and I hope you all have a little bit more insight into the sickle cell life. Thank you again. Bye. E-cubed, meaning entrepreneurship, empowerment and empathy times h squared meaning history and hip-hop equals trap life hello sister brother what's up nothing much how are you not bad i haven't seen you in a while you have not you've been jet setting across this great land of ours yes the u.s of a the u.s of a but um okay so audience um this is someone i can actually do an introduction for because she happens to be my younger sister i am yes i am would you like to tell uh, the Trap Lifers uh, a fun fact about their host? A fun fact about their host. Hmm. I feel like you have about, what, 30 plus podcast episodes now? Yeah. So I kind of feel like they know you pretty well. Do you divulge a lot of personal information? Um, I don't know. I, what I think is personal, other people don't think is personal. So, mm. you know, I talk a lot about, uh, you know, my experiences in entrepreneurship and business and stuff like that. So, okay. So they don't know that you're an avid Power Rangers fan? I don't think that's come up in the podcast yet. They don't know that you're completely obsessed with Saved by the Bell? I think that has come up, maybe. Maybe. Do do they know that you at one time wanted to purchase one of the bobsledding outfits from Cool Runnings? I still want to take that. I don't think that's necessary or need. I just feel like you would be hot, very hot. But I think if you want to get like, if go to like maybe a surf shop or something and get like a <laughs> get one of um like get a like a, a, a wetsuit, basically with get the a same colors. Suit. Yeah, I think that would, I don't know. Or you could just get a bottle. I mean, Amazon, that's what Amazon is for, right? For everyone's, you know, happiness. Yeah. Even though they are horrible. There, it must employees. be out there somewhere. And then, so this is what happened recently. Um, Lito went to uh, my friend, Angelita Oka, mm. went to Japan 
for his anniversary, his one-year anniversary, and he was supposed to pick me up some three ninja mask. Um, you know, mask from the from the 1993 movie, or I believe 1990 movie. Uh, I forget when the first one came out. Uh, three ninjas. Uh, and he was looking for him, but he said he couldn't find any good ones, so he came back without my mask. Hmm. And I told him we'd fight next time we see we yeah. see each other. But I haven't seen him since he's been back. He's ducking that action. I, I believe so. That's what it sounds like to me. He's definitely ducking that action. But yeah, so yeah, everything she says factual and actual. Sage has all the dirt on me. I try not. To, I think I'm not that. You know how some people like, like like to keep just dirt stored for a rainy day? I feel like I'm not that type of person. You so. are that type of person. I really don't think you I'm definitely not, have some files on folks. I don't think so. I think it's more so like, because honestly, like, um, I'm really forgetful. Like, kind of like, I go off of more like vibes and energy. So I feel like I can't always put into words why I don't like somebody. It's more so of like, uh, something's off. So for me to have a file on you, you have to be a repeat offender. Like, you have to be continuously, like, pissing me off because I'm not just going to sit up there and just because I feel like it's petty it takes up time (laughs) in my already limited head and it's just not uh, yeah my files are not the best I I I would beg to differ sister I I know you can get the receipts when you need to yeah if I, I feel like that's that those are those are what receipts are it's not like I'm pulling it out of thin air it's like on January first, you did this. On September 9th. Yes, absolutely. But I feel like that's you—that's you creating a pattern. That you, you know, that you know. If I, if I can do that and I'm forgetful, then that's you. <laughs> making I think me... I've discussed it on here that um, you're a Pisces. I am a Pisces. I don't think. What are we vengeful people now? <laughs> no, I'm just. <laughs> I I was just you know giving the audience some more background on you. Oh, what do you think Pisces are? I mean, what does that have to do with me having receipts? Are you just saying? Um, I think I think Pisces keep receipts pretty well. I think you know, hmm. I, or I think more so to what you were speaking about going with vibes and energy. Mm-hmm. I think Pisces are intuitive to that. Yeah, definitely. I would say because I don't think not mom that Pisces like, are vengeful people. Yeah, like I don't think mom is out here. Like mom. Well, you guys are different Pisces though. That's true. Yeah, there's I'm, like a February Pisces or yeah. a May Pisces. I mean, I'm a March, March Pisces. Yeah, yeah and I'm definitely different. more of an Aquarius because I want to be an Aquarius so bad. You're right there on the border. I want to be an Aquarius so badly. I, I was told that Aquarius don't get along with um, Gemini. And I was told that by a male Aquarius because I do get along. I have one of my best friends is a female Aquarius and we get Mm -hmm. along splendidly. Yeah. I feel like Aquarius and Gemini should get along because they're both air signs. So, but I'm not Gemini. Gemini's are air signs. I'm not a Gemini. I know. I'm just saying like, we were saying that, um, that somebody told you that Aquarius and Gemini don't get along. And I'm saying, no, Aquarius and Taurus. Oh, you didn't even mention a Gemini. (laughs) I know. Oh, I feel like you did. Oh, anyway. maybe I did. We'll check the tape, I guess. We have to check the tape. Anyway. Oh, I feel like... I don't know. What? Did you think that was a Gemini this whole time? No, I didn't. You always try to downplay my sisterhood. Like... <laughs> I don't know. You, you know no, I you just, literally said I, I just found out Max was a Gemini this whole time. I thought he was a Taurus. Like, That's I different. Logan was a... Uh, a Pisces, Pisces like you. Di- those are completely different things. When you're talking about my sister. Like, why would I think you're a Gemini? Like, May 12, 1992. Taurus. I'm, I'm like the prototypical definition of a Taurus. You're, like, like, you're so desperately a Taurus. It's like not even funny. <laughs> like, I, I check off. 90% of the boxes. It's like, good lord, can this man. <laughs> Have you done your, like, your birth chart? Yeah. Do you watch, I like, I your... sent that to you. No. What's your moon sign? It's, I can't read that stuff, dude. Like, I've, tell you... I've done oh. it, like, three times. Um, 
I'll send you a good one that I took. Did you do the cafe astrology one? Yeah. Yeah, I can't save it. You I can't save it? it? I keep taking it and it won't save and it won't print the PDF. So you don't need like... to print it. Just screenshot it or save it to your notes. Yeah, it, it's, it's been hectic. It, it keeps like going blank on me. So I kind of, and that's the third time it. I've done it and it's been like that. But I, I think one time it did save for me. And then I had to, I remember I had to ask mom when exactly I was born. I did too. She was like, you know how she likes likes to tell us like um our birth the whole stories? Story. Yeah. Like every year she's like, like her, mine was so funny because she was teaching at the time. And um she was like, so you were born on a Monday. I was like, ooh, a Monday, huh? She's like, yeah, for some reason you didn't want to be born on a Friday or a Saturday or even a Sunday. <laughs> it was a Monday <laughs> that I had to go and teach. <laughs> I was like, man, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. 27. I love that number. Yeah. I, I'm fond of that number as well. Love it. Yeah. When I make you your jersey number, I'll put 27 on it. Please do. I would be a little peeved if you gave me anything else. Like, don't show up with an 8. Don't show up with a 42. No, twenty seven for sure. I might I might have done like a two for you or something else. See, you know uh, what? Like I don't really care for the two. I like twenty seven and I like ninety five as numbers and also yeah. because obviously that's my, you know, birth. Ninety five is like a cool football number. Exactly. For a basketball jersey. It's not like two, it's not popping. Like two to me is like completely useless. Like if I could have been born in like July for a seven, cool. A five. Have you looked into your numerology? Yeah. What are you in numerology? Like, I know what 27 means. I don't know yet. Maybe I haven't. Maybe. (laughs) Oh, I sent you the link. I think you're... I think you and mom are the same thing on that, too. I have to look into it now. Yeah. It's like... I had your number saved at one point because I did it. I just did it for you. And then Thank I you. sent it to you to so you could do it for yourself. But... What's the point? Unless you not have the right information. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I have the right information. But <laughs> What's I was the like, point of me doing it? You know, it, it felt, you know, maybe more less I would authentic know, coming more. from me, like someone doing it for me. No, I don't see why. Because I actually did do it for someone else. I did it for this... Um, this one girl and she and I actually had incorrect information on her her last name was on her birth certificate was actually different than the last name that she had and actually changed her number a little bit not a little bit because numerology is like only a handful but Yeah. yeah so it changed her number significantly so she identified with the number when she had the correct information yeah, for, that probably works out that way, huh? Mm-hmm. So, um, the reason why we're doing this episode mm-hmm. is because... Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm, I'm getting, you know, I feel like we had a good introduction, so now I'm excited for the... So now, now you're just going to be the hype? Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Like drumming yeah. you up, kind of like drum roll. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like the ums. All right. Okay, so this is because September is Sickle Cell Awareness Month, and Woo-hoo! my sister and I have been dealing with sickle cell for our entire lives. Lifelong illness. Chronic illness. <laughs> no. Hashtag. <laughs> Forever. Never going to go away. <laughs> Shout out to mom and dad for the worst gift ever. Right. Yes, no. it will sell awareness month. So, are you going to explain to your listeners exactly what sickle cell is? I thought you could do the honors. Oh, wow. So I'll probably give an oversimplified um, explanation that you will go back in and PD up. 
so sickle cell essentially is our blood cells instead of being quote unquote normal like round disc they are sickle sickle shaped which is like a crescent moon so our blood does not flow as easily as quote unquote normal people (laughs) so therefore when our blood is clotted or not flowing as freely we become subject to um painful episodes this can be caused by um coldness stress a bad thursday what have you also infection also infection it's one of the main cause um and then there's sickle cell, and then there's also the number of um, issues that accompany having sickle cell disease. So people with sickle cell are have a compromised immune system, so we're more prone to infections that cause sickling, right? Yes, we are. Um, we're more uh, susceptible to... Uh, depression. Um, Are we? Yeah. I'm sorry, I was just moody. <laughs> mm. um, we're more susceptible to I'm trying to think of the other illnesses. Uh, asthma. Mm. Sick um, asthma. Know yeah. about that. And um, like we battle pneumonia more stringently than others. About that. Yeah, so it's, and then, you know, uh, a catalog of other things like um, the cartilage in your knees, um, you know, the bones and the muscles or your tissues, you're, you're probably, the thing with sickle cell is you're probably going to have some other issues down the line. <laughs> all in all, sickle cell will and does come for you. In yeah. any way, shape, or form. So, that's um, some background on the illness. So, I invited my sister um, to come on here and kind of discuss her experiences with sickle cell and also sickle cell from the standpoint of, uh, from a woman's perspective. Hmm. Okay, so one thing I would like to say is like we both have SC disease, which is once again, quote unquote, not as serious <laughs> as SS. I would and, say it's right in the middle. I wouldn't say it's the mild, but it's not the well, most let severe. Me say this. Sickle cell in general, one of my biggest frustrations with sickle cell is we are content because it is in. Now, I'm not going to say my experience. This is what it is. Because it is a predominantly African-American disease, when we go to the hospital seeking treatment, which oftentimes requires pain medicine, and we're not talking about Tylenol or ibuprofen. We're talking about opioids, right? Narcotics. Right. We're, we're talking about narcotics. heavy duty. Narcotics. We're talking about heavy-duty pain medicine here. We are treated as if we're pain-seeking. And I want to say for the thousandth time, (laughs) if I want to get high or do drugs, it would be a hell of a lot easier for me to go down the street and find my way than for me to come to the hospital, wait, tell this person, tell that person, finally see a doctor, have them second-guess me, (laughs) have them wait four and a half hours, then then, then start with an IV. (laughs) If I was just... Maybe, hopefully, fingers crossed, if they give, if they paid attention in medical school, then it would be. <laughs> so There's some it's doctors just... who are like, huh, I'm not even really familiar with that, especially and, ER doctors. And that's when it's time to go. That's when it's time. And sometimes you can't even, because you're in too much pain, you just have to like say, okay, well, I'm at this hospital. Maybe I'm closer to getting the help I need than if I try to find another. It's just so much into it. So, because home management doesn't work past a certain point. Home, it does not work past a certain point. So that whole mindset of you're just seeking drugs is completely asinine to me because it just makes it's a little... ten. Okay. <laughs> 
it is ass at 11. It's ass it, 11. <laughs> it is ass. How about that? It's ass at 13 because we're going to skip 12. That's my It's ass number. infinity. It's ass infinity. That's what it is. <laughs> it's, it makes, it's just common. It's just complete common sense. What is it? It shows the hypocrisy in the medical system. And, so it, and then you have to pay a bill. They're not getting, giving you you know, IV fluids and pay medicine and a very small bed. You're not <laughs> going free. to a free clinic. You know, we're going to the ER. And depending on your insurance, depending on this, depending on that, it, it, it's, not a, it's not a cheap process by any means. And it's not a short right. process. So not to say it, it just doesn't make sense. Just comments from a purely common sense yeah. standpoint. And, and- Honestly, for the type of money that you pay, if you just wanted drugs, you could get so much drug. You could so overdose. much drugs for the type of money that you're spending. <laughs> you could overdose with these medical, quote unquote, right. professionals. Because so, <laughs> they are so um, professional. Yeah, you could start moving some weight with the you money that probably, they're talking yeah, you about. Could probably start comes. an empire. You yeah. Know? So be the next Pablo Escobar for the same price. Get so, yourself a package. So with that being said, it is. Um, and then you have what I, I said all that to say that on top of that, that one huge hurdle you have just coming in the door, then it becomes, oh, well, you don't have SS. It's only SC. So let's be real here. How much pain are you really in? And it's like, okay. <laughs> and aside from the physical like, pain, I'm now an emotional it, pain. You didn't even know that five minutes ago, idiot. Sickle cell quickly in here and try to be condescending because yeah. Then you look at your database. You didn't even know that. Shut up. It, it's like or you called someone and had like a five minute conversation with them, if that. But more than likely, you looked it up on a database. More than likely, you didn't look it up. You just came in here trying to be a dickhead, and you're successful. Like you remember, and then you can act up with you know you can't really get into a shouting match. Or let your temper flare. I do. Um, but because then they start, you know, withholding care and treating you like you're hostile. Mm-hmm. But their their behavior is completely atrocious. Like it's and and I, I in protest, like if you didn't give me adequate medical care and I verbalize that to you, <laughs> I'm not paying the bill. Like, just straight up. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. If somebody comes into your ER and they have a pain of an eight and you think it's okay to let them leave with a six or maybe a seven Mm -hmm. pain, and it's only been that way for maybe 30 minutes, then you should... um, I had to catch myself because I was about to say something else. But you should really reconsider if you're meant to practice medicine definitely and that's the thing they're practicing medicine so that kind of goes to show their to me their knowledge like you especially about this because also sickle cell is a blood disorder so a lot of times we are in the same facility or same wing of a hospital as cancer patients and guess who gets the attention between a sickle cell patient and a cancer patient you know, my um the doctor that I see and then I think you even saw them maybe very briefly. No, maybe you didn't. Um, but is a hematologist oncologist office. Yeah, with the pain center or the infusion center. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And you, you like he's him? one of the better doctors that I've actually had. Yeah was one of the better staffs until recently he let a lot of good people go or I don't know if they they went off and I, I don't know what the the background was from it from a professional capacity the business side of things but a lot of uh, the people that I have built relationships with this staff have um, since left and some of the people that have come on there are very rude and condescending and I've oh. but e- even just seeing with him and the new treatment plan I was on um, that, that's, you know, in the, uh, three thousands just for, mm-hmm. you know, it's 500 for every, I think it's 
550 something like that for every doctor's appointment I have with them just when they check my blood and check to see what my levels are like and is that because um of the insurance part of it or is that just he feels like gouging people oh no I think it's um it's just I because I uh speaking to it I don't actually have medical insurance at the current point in time so um that's what I'm just paying like out of pocket mm-hmm. so it may be different depending if I was on an HMO but um you probably I, I think it would still be somewhat high would, yeah. yeah it's just not, because of all the, the specialty and the, too so and the you know he, he wants to see me once or twice a month you know you have so. to tell him I can't <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> and that's crazy you know I, you shouldn't have a conversation like that you know, with, when you're trying to get healthy but the, that's a reality bankrupt, like yeah lost no. their homes and become homeless due to medical bills so yeah it's one of those things you say you shouldn't but unfortunately it keeps happening that's the reality right it keeps someone's going through that right now somewhere that they are forced between their mortgage and medical bills you know and I believe mom told me like medical bills shouldn't be a part of you know should not affect your credit like you should be able to pay like five dollars a month or something like that for medical bills and that should be okay but that's not the truth that's not the truth well they they definitely hit they definitely affect your credit um because they sell they'll sell the the hospitals will sell their or even the doctor's office will sell their outstanding balances to collection companies and then the collection companies restructure it as something instead of medical debt right so that's how it still shows up as your credit still shows up on your credit as an as a debt and my thing with the doctors is kind of like didn't you get into you know this field to help people like where did that go where did that kind of some of them did but some of them you know it's another job that pays well and carries prestige so and And some of them you know being a to become a doctor is expensive as well so you know the younger ones they're they're paying things back yeah I understand and that's another you know conversation like the education process or to you know get a higher education is astronomical so it's kind of like highest that it's ever been and it's you know like I will never forget I was like looking for jobs a few years ago and it was like a $17 job and in bold (laughs) they had must have a bachelor's degree and I was like huh maybe it's me but that doesn't quite add up you know like no like do you think they can pay back that bachelor's degree making 17 dollars an hour no they can't i I don't think so once again i don't know but i'm gonna go ahead and say no no a strong no a hard no and a hard pass yeah you know so it's just kind of like it's such a weird, we're the most educated, but yet underpaid, you know, generation. So it's a little perturbing, you know. It's super perturbing, but that's the um, society that we live in. So, you know, um, it's frustrating. Well, that's another conversation. We can have yeah. you back on yeah. the Trep Life podcast for yeah. Sick of uh, that conversation. Um, but yes, on college, the college crisis. Yeah, it's crazy. Yes, absolutely. But, okay, so how was your experience growing up with sickle cell um, as a kid? I think for a lot of time, like, um, I didn't really have a lot of painful episodes. I would say my sickle cell really started kind of flaring up, so to speak, within the past couple of, like, maybe five years or so, maybe seven but when I was like, let's say eight, you know, I really, a lot of times I would say like, oh, I forget I have sickle cell. So I wasn't really um, that affected by it. I think the first thing that kind of went downhill for me was getting diagnosed with asthma. And it's such a funny story. Like I was like 
fake complaining to mom. I was like, I can't breathe in gym class. Like, I think I have asthma, mom. I'm like, I can't do it. I just can't run. And she was like, Sage, honestly, like, you're just out of shape. Like, you need to really stop. You don't have asthma. I was like, mom, I'm really not even trying to make anything up. Like, I cannot breathe. I don't know what you want me to tell you. I really didn't think I had asthma. But <laughs> I really, I was actually shocked. And then I was like, yeah, you have pretty bad asthma I was like oh yeah they were like it's moderate yeah I was like shocked I was like I was literally bullshitting like I don't exactly know what was gonna happen (laughs) when I when I got this asthma test and it came back that I was fine but I am shocked and so that was kind of the first thing that kind of was like oh and then the, the sickle cell aspect started kicking in so I sometimes I'll have these very painful episodes like a sickle cell and asthma attack which I call a sacasma and it is the worst pain it is worse than just a sickle cell attack it is god awful like it is (laughs) it's it's next level so that kind of started happening where you know the sacasma attacks would come and that was kind of the first thing of like okay Hey, this is a serious thing, you know, like this is not to be played with. Actually, I think the first thing was maybe in fourth grade when I had my seizure, but right. I was so young. I don't, I don't think I understood the connection between having sickle cell and why the seizure happened. I think I was just more like to this day, like I probably will never see any of those kids ever again, but I'm still super embarrassed. Like, wow. <laughs> like, you know, so I think that was probably the I remember that day. That was like the scariest day of my life. It was like the worst. I still like. And ugh. your father broke the news to me in like the worst way possible. Yeah, he, his emotional intelligence is poor. But. Um, it was like, what? What did he say? I never. Oh, my God. What did he say? He was just like. <laughs> Yeah, your sister had a seizure today and they had to rush her to the hospital. She's in intensive care right now. They don't know. They don't, I'm like, what? They don't know what. <laughs> I was like, no, she didn't. No, she didn't. Don't tell me that. You know, because the way he said it, I, it was like touch and go. And I'm like, no. Yeah, that sounds like a Michael. This was like when we were kids and we yeah. were like best friends. So I'm like, yeah. That's definitely sound like a Michael heard. Um, so I was like, what? Like, you know, so I was like devastated. And I was like, I remember I was like, God, I'll do anything. Just, you just can't let my sister go. Like, you can't do this to her. You have to make sure she's fine. Yeah, it was crazy. Because they, he was like, oh, they think she has brain damage and this and that. And I'm like, no. Yeah. No, no, no. You know? So that, that was like, to this day, that's like the scariest thing that it's ever yeah, it, a lot of like my scariest moments are like attributed to you. Like, yeah, that you almost drowned. <laughs> I can't believe you guys did that to me. I was like, did I push myself in the pool? Did I like? Where are the adults? Like, I forget the circumstances that happened. I just remember I jumped in. Like I was like, wow, yet again, here we are. <laughs> Not gonna make it out this. I don't even know what happened. Like I was like, okay, well. Here we go. I think we were dead again. Like, this man should have, yeah. he should have gotten his parenting certificate taken away or <laughs> taken off the birth certificate or something. Too bad that's not a real thing. He needs to, I guess he made it to adulthood with his poor parenting, but gee. We're, we're straight. Yeah, I guess. Clearly. Yeah. What doesn't kill you, right? It doesn't kill you, makes you stronger, so we're good. <laughs> Shout out to dad. Okay. Teaching lessons nobody asked for. <laughs> yeah, so that yeah, so I would say like that was the reason for the seizure was due to my sickle cell. But I once again I was in fourth grade, so I didn't understand. I just to me my big takeaway from my seizure was just like embarrassment, like I didn't want to go back to school. I didn't want to. I was trying to get transfer. I was trying to like home get homeschool something, but I didn't. I, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, 
there's the socialization aspect that comes with all this. Mm-hmm. And the feelings of isolation. Mm-hmm. And kind of just like, if he, to me, still to this day, I'm just like, if I have to explain to one more person what sickle cell is, like, to me, I'm just very, like, I was in the hospital, I'm out now, let's move on. Working in the hospital for it, I wasn't feeling well, which is true. I think, like, my explanations have become, um, like, worse over time. Like, I explained it, was it two weeks ago to someone? And I was just like, huh, like, I just gave a, I was like, yeah, it's like a blood clot thing. So I think that was my definition. I'm like, and I thought about it after. And I was like, yeah, that's probably the worst uh, definition that you've provided in your whole life. I kind of feel like, to me, it's still like the thing of like explaining to people who like don't care or don't, to me, it's like, it's, it's not need to know information. Like you're not. Are you actually going to become, like, an expert? <laughs> right. Are you going to, like... <laughs> Take on this cause? Yeah, it's just advocate? kind of just more so... To me, it's just, like, not necessary for me to, like, walk you down my pathology. <laughs> like, I was in yeah. the hospital, like... And that's just always what it's been for me, just because it's just, like, not your... I don't know. Like, I don't want to sound closed off, but it's not your business. So, moving forward... So it's like, I don't know. Um, and then, like, I even see, like, there was, um, since I'm in Chicago, there's, like, a sickle cell organization has been, like, on overdrive for, like, the past month or so, right? Mm-hmm. They've been doing all types of events. And I was like, you know, this is cool. Like, maybe I should try to show more support to this organization. Mm-hmm. and you know, be part of the solution rather than, you know, complaining about them, (laughs) this and that, right? So, um, they're having a basketball game this Sunday, and, uh, you know, the details weren't really established or anything like that. I think they were trying to see who was going to sign up and how to organize it all and all that good stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But, um, I, like, was trying to get a team together and not a single person reached out to me and said that they wanted to play on the team. And so I'm like, dang, like, out of all the people that I know that play basketball, that I've played basketball <laughs> with over the years, like, that's crazy. Do you think that's, like, due to the fact that they don't know what sickle cell is? Or do you think it's, like... I think it's, like, all of the above. And I say, Mm -hmm. I know you only threw out one suggestion, but I know you (laughs) more were coming. So, like, yes, I think they don't really know what sickle cell is. I think those that do don't care. I think people Mm -hmm. have a misunderstanding on what sickle cell is. Mm -hmm. Um, I think. But I also think if I told you this was for a certain form of cancer that you haven't heard of, you'd get yourself together and be like, Hey, of course I'll do it. Or at or least a at maybe least I a can't come, but can I? Um, exactly. Can I get money? How, oh, okay, uh, bet. I can't be or there. Or if I'm I sorry. told you this was another illness that you didn't know about, I know that you would be like, oh, okay, and, and not not to even say I have it, but just to say that I was being an advocate for it, right? Or I don't think people know the ins and outs of HIV and AIDS, right? But if I went and was advocating that i'm sure there you know some what? attention towards that you know what and you may have to speak to someone who maybe is actually diagnosed with you know hiv or aids but i would say maybe not just because i think unfortunately there's still a stigma around it like i think there is still a stigma around it i'm gonna walk in the gym and i'm gonna get hiv and and it's like just ignorant you know just ignorance but i also so, think there's a lot more money that goes towards it now and in terms of research and people, um, I think people know people who are suffering from it now. So it's 
it's more of a, yeah. a disease that I, I think has reached like the mainstream. I I um, would say so too, but I think it's still I think it still has the stigma, don't get me wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um I think cancer is really the only disease that doesn't yeah. have any sort of stigma to it. At all. Yeah. I would say cancer and then maybe um like Parkinson's or something like that. <laughs> any disease that you didn't ask for. I mean, if that's the case, sickle cell should be you know, no, but it, it's still. Oh, you black. must have done some. Oh, I think you, it's because it's a black disease. It's like, a black disease. People just don't care about it. But it's like, yeah. if I think that's like, because I definitely didn't go to the sickle cell office and sign up. I can tell you that for, much. For sickle cell people, people will say know that you have sickle cell, and then when you say that you're dealing with your sickle cell, they'll say, "Oh, you're Aria. going to sickle cell for everything." Are you? Are you sure he feel bad again today? Right. Yeah. Oh, well, you have to push through. You have to. Mm. And it's like. And, and, it's... and I'll say this right now. I don't normally swear on the podcast. Don't ever say that shit to me. I don't ever want to hear that shit. Yeah, because it's just like. Um, Smack it, yourself. <laughs> to me, it's just insensitive. It's just. And not just because I have. It's just like um, Papa, for example, or grandfather. He has MS and he's constantly in pain you know con- and especially now that he's older and he's definitely came you know he's his been pain. dealing with the illness for 20 you know 20 mm-hmm. 30 years now. And, and here's the thing when you constantly feel bad like and I, like you said like we're more prone to depression i think that's just anybody dealing with a chronic illness especially yeah. a chronic illness that causes pain um because it's isolating when you're by you yourself. Feel, and honestly, you just get you do get depressed. You, you are like, oh, I don't feel like it today. Like, uh, I want to stay. You know, you don't want to get out of bed. You don't want to do too much. It it does cause a kind of circular thought process. So it's not just you know, even if you're just dealing with depression solely by itself, that's not something I think another person not dealing with the illness should say to someone push through like you don't know just, what you're talking about you don't I don't know what and it's not Especially uplifting not <laughs> it is not uplifting and then I've seen people who aren't dealing with sickle cell they're dealing with some other form of pain like oh I have a bad back oh I mm-hmm. have a um a bad knee or some some other thing and I'm like I've had all that oh Oh, my ankle is really bad. I can't work out for a whole month. I'm like, yeah, I've worked out on a bad ankle before, so I don't want to hear what you're talking about. And see, I wouldn't even say that because it's like, yeah, I'm, you know, like I'm sure that does hurt. Like I'm not gonna take away, like you know, try to minimize. It does hurt. Yeah, I I wrote a paper on how you can't measure someone else's pain. Yeah, exactly. You know, know, so I don't want to say, and everyone's pain threshold is different. Everyone's you know thought process how to get through pain. Every everyone's everything is a little bit different. So I don't want to say like get over it, you know, but. I think it's just, I think the big picture is to not tell somebody with a chronic illness to. No, that, that should be the last thing that you even think about doing. And, and you shouldn't even feel like you're doing a good thing by not saying anything. You just shouldn't even think that way. Like, that's a matter of you need to change your thinking on the matter. <laughs> I think it's just. Um... Yeah, change your logic around that. Because, like, and, and I'm someone who, I, I, I'll, I'll just say it, I have an exceptionally high pain tolerance. Mm-hmm. Like, so, if I'm saying, like, my pain is somewhere, then you, you should take some credence to that. Yeah. And I'm saying that to the medical professionals, individuals. Whoever, civilians. If I'm saying I, something hurts, it hurts. Right. And I think sometimes people are like, well, you keep saying it hurts every day. They take it as you're, you're not nothing. as much pain. Right. It's like, no, or is it my condition just getting worse? You know, like, yeah, I think it's a very, um, 
I recently, one of the things I wanted to do when I moved here was to try to kind of Where's start... here for the people? Huh? Where's here for the people? I live in Maryland. Maryland. So yeah, the, the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, the DMV? Yeah. Okay. Yes. And anyway. how, how do you like it there? It's It's okay. I think I have a nomadic spirit, so I think I'm kind of ready to see what else is out there. So, what are you thinking about the next move? Breaking news, breaking news. Right. I think I definitely want to try Atlanta. I've been curious about Atlanta for some years now. So, I want to see what Atlanta is about. What are you thinking about that? I don't know. I, um, for some reason, I still want to be a flight attendant really badly. <laughs> so, I, um, there was like this, I think Delta is located in Atlanta for like their base. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so if I was to become a flight attendant with Delta, I can move to Atlanta. Okay. So I was like, well, how serendipitous. Start that application process. Right? I need, I definitely need to. So, um, yeah. Atlanta but might be the move. The DMV area was decent. <laughs> But, um, yeah. Well, anyways, continue with your point. I'm sorry to I interrupt. I what it was. Oh, wow. Uh, That's horrible. <laughs> On my part, my bad. bad. My bad audience. I, I, stole, a bad I stole a gem from you. You did. Okay, I said when I moved here, I wanted to start going to um, support groups for sickle cell. Oh, okay. And... They were therapeutic in a sense because the storytelling was kind of common, but it was also heartbreaking. So I took mom and, you know, mom is like a mix of being the strongest woman ever and like a crybaby. <laughs> like when things like really like pull at her heartstrings, she will let it go. So it was, it was sad. Honestly, it, it was kind of comforting in a sense because it's like, okay, great. Like not great, but like, okay, you've been through this as well. That helps me, you know, like kind of finding the solace and like the common stories, you know? Right. And also kind of like, damn, like you went through that too. You had to experience that too. Like, mate, you know, like. They treated you badly at a hospital. Too. It's, it's not it was, just us. It's not just yeah, a new thing, it, right? It was, it, yeah, but it also was kind of like you don't want someone like else. This is an ep- right. This is an epidemic. This is happening yeah, to yeah, and, and it's horrible. Yeah, exactly. So there is indefensible story. medical community. <laughs> so there's this one story that still sticks with me today, Pete, and it's just one of the women that came. Her daughter had sickle cell. And her daughter was incarcerated with sickle cell, and she had a port. So for those of you that that don't know, a port is um, an access port in your vein so that you can get blood drawn more easily because sickle cell patients oftentimes have um, our heart sticks. Like, so when we go to give blood, it is not always the easiest for us to get viable blood samples taken. So she has a port. Particularly when we're in the middle of a crisis particularly when we're in the middle of a crisis. So she has support, and the ports are very high maintenance. Like, very, like jail is, like, not the place, you know, just when you're, you know, quote-unquote normal, <laughs> getting medical care in jail is very hard. So let alone when you have a chronic illness with a high-maintenance device, I can only imagine. And she was just telling, you know, so... This woman's mother was telling the stories of how they were giving her Tylenol for her sickle cell pain. And she was in excruciating pain. And they were, I guess, put her in solitary confinement. They they were doing all of these awful, horrible things instead of treating her. Because she was so, screaming out in pain? Yeah. And that was, uh, was that like a point against her? It was. They I, like give them shocks or what is it called? I don't know if they did that, but I they were not treating her. 
they were giving her um, the time. But I'm saying, like, was it listed as a disciplinary action? Because yeah, 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 and it was just like heartbreaking. It was just like that would have been an interesting topic for Orange the New Black to cover. Yeah, yeah, of course. Continue with your story. Yeah, so it's just, you know, it was just one of those things of, like, wow, you know, like, and not to say that I'm shocked because, as you know, jail is awful and horrendous and, you know, all all the bad adjectives, but it was just more so of, like, just feeling her pain, you know, like, just, like, when someone gives you Tylenol for a sickle cell crisis, it's, like, Wow, you know, it's just deeply disturbing to me, you know, Excuse and it when someone gives you Tylenol or Motrin for or Advil for sickle cell, or if they're saying things like ibuprofen, yeah, um, that's like pretty much someone just saying, like, fuck you, yeah, and it's um, that's the way I take it. it bold saying fuck you in bold italicized letters and 40 emotions in like 48 font you know like it is an extreme (laughs) fuck you it is not yeah so that story has kind of stuck with me and um yeah yeah that story has kind of just yeah and I think about her a lot and I just kind of um I want to send her a care package or something that's horrible yeah. And yeah. So it's it's stories like that. And even even the stories that you know, that was obviously an extreme story, but right. it's even the stories that weren't like one woman got pregnant and she had sickle cell. And she was like, Those doctors basically called me everything but stupid for getting pregnant. And it's like so you know, like what, we can't be mothers now because we're we have sickle cell and you know, we have to um, not take that step in our lives or we what we're supposed to just avoid that or just not, you know. And it's another process. Like, this one woman came up to me. She's like, so are you going to, like, freeze your eggs, you know, so you can have a, a kid later on? Or are you going to, you know? And it's like, should I? Like, should I start freezing my eggs so that I can have you know like or what is it going to be like when I am pregnant you know like if I have a sickle cell attack because um you know creating a a human being does take a lot of blood what what will you know so it's and I don't necessarily think I want to be a mom but it you know those are kind of some deterring factors I guess that would kind of make me like, do I, what do I, you know, what, what would my steps be? You know, what would it, what would the medical bills be? What was, you know, it's not, yeah, it's, it, I, I, and I don't know if I don't necessarily want to be a mom due to my sickle cell. And that's kind of why, and I've never connected the two of them. Like, I kind of feel like it's not worth it. Maybe that's it. Huh. And, and, and I, I kind of think about that from, although it's completely different from a guy's perspective, right? Because I'm not mm-hmm. actually going through the pregnancy process and what that means um, in terms of your physicality, but like passing on my my genes and just, you know, I'm... I just don't feel like we were well made, you know, <laughs> like I don't want to give you right. asthma. I don't want to give yeah. you ADHD. I don't want to give mm-hmm. you um, my learning issues. differences. I don't want to give you my bad knees, my bad back, my, <laughs> right? My what is it? My bad rotator cuff now. You no, know, right. that's genetic. <laughs> I, I don't want to give you these bad genetics, kid. Yeah. Like I don't yeah. want to set you up like that. And but honestly, from your side, like both of us having sickle cells is extremely rare. So. um I think if you play it safe and get someone that has no sickle cell trait and obviously not the disease, 
you should be okay because I think your kid would only have twenty five per a twenty five yeah. chance of having it, it. Even that, I feel like sometimes you know my luck. I'm like, uh, yeah, it might just pop up on the kid. You know, like <laughs> like I got the twenty five. I had a seventy five percent chance I, of I not played the it. odds right and right. It just, right it lost. And it just oh. went sideways on you. Um, so that's definitely why, like, I know that I, I definitely want to adopt kids. I might yeah, have a biological child of my own, but yeah, um, I don't know. I, okay. I have a lot of mixed feelings about that. I don't necessarily, and I, I definitely don't think being pregnant sounds fun at all for me, but also I just don't. At this particular age, I don't necessarily see the fun in waking up in the middle of the night and having someone throw up on me <laughs> or poop on me or um, doing what babies do. So the whole parenting thing does not seem that fun to me. Like, I don't want to necessarily argue with the two-year-old at the local grocery store. You know, like, I don't have time for these these activities. So, but if I did, I would say I would probably adopt Maybe have a surrogate. Yeah. Do the Kim K thing. Yeah. Gabrielle Union. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know. Yeah, I just. Yeah. So, yeah. Audience, these are some things that people with sickle cell go through we're giving (laughs) you a very like brief glimpse we're not even really going into super detail we're just giving you an overview yeah um do you have any advice for someone who may be listening to this dealing with sickle cell i would say i i i don't think I can give advice because I feel like once again, everybody's everything is different. So what works for me or my go-tos or my tricks could be completely useless. You know, like it's not like I'm saying, Oh, this is my skincare routine. You know, this is very, I would just say this is going to, this is going to be so cliche and generic, but just, you know, try to keep a good support team around you, learn your body, figure out what works best for you, for your care. And the, this last one, I hate to say, because I think holistic remedies and, you know, holistic medicine is the best approach to everything. But try to find a good doctor if you can. They are far and few in between and you'll be completely destitute. <laughs> but I guess if you can try. You might to even find. have to follow your doctor if they decide to go to a different. Um, Just state. me. You might have yeah. to just be like, hey. Don't worry up. about it. Just pick up. Like, oh, you're going to Denver, Doc? Oh, I don't Same. really want to go to Denver, but okay. Same. So, and I would also say if you are a sickle cell patient and you live in a medical marijuana state, apply. Definitely. Yeah. Um, we're actually going to look into that as individuals but collectively and then we'll give you a rundown on how oh, to do that. Did I tell you? I know I didn't tell you. I actually applied for one and I guess the picture I took was not satisfactory so I had to resubmit it with um, the correct picture but fingers crossed. Crossed. <laughs> yeah. So I'll Interesting. Yes. Yeah, definitely keep us updated. I will definitely keep you updated. And get that license. You can come back on and break some news on the Trap Life Podcast. I will definitely break news on Trap Life Podcast. Oh, so, questions. How many episodes of the podcast have you listened to? What'd you say, Sister? Um, do you want my honest answer? Yes, I do. Do you want the honest, honest answer? Honest, honest. You want the super honest answer? Super honest. Okay. Zero. <laughs> I figured. But that will change. Eh, it probably won't. So I think it will. Um, I'm, I'm okay. Well, you're at least going to listen to this episode when it's done, right? 
So I feel that's like one. no, I did it. Like I can listen to some other episodes. Like I, I was here. I don't need to. It's not like I'm gonna be shocked by what happened. So, um, to wrap up, my advice would be: um, I echo the sentiments that Sage made. Um, I would add: know yourself. Get to know yourself first and foremost, and then you can better. And then study, study, research this disease. Keep updated on it. With we're living in the information age, but we're also living in the misinformation age. Mm -hmm. So just be very um, aware of even breakthroughs that you see in sickle cell. Um, A lot of them aren't what they're hyped up to be. Oh my god, have you seen that commercial about like we can cure your sickle cell? Yeah, that's not, I I don't personally believe in that. And I've had doctors tell me that that's not the medical, the exact medical truth. Um, It it makes no sense. So um, I I will um, say that just research and learn to speak the doctor's languages, learn to speak, um, the nurse's language and I, I would say most of the time nurses are going to be your best advocates make mm-hmm. friends with the nurses and when you're in the hospitals when you're in the ER um, try to get them on your side because they they know how to get things done and they're they're going to be way better to you than a doctor will be mm-hmm. they're going to have more insight for you and um, nurses do all the work anyway they do all the work anyway they know what's up so yeah, that would be my advice. And um, breaking news. So I will definitely be writing a book on um, medical disparity and um, life with sickle cell disease. And I will be interviewing people for it. Um, and I would like to take this offer. That book should be available maybe around this time maybe q4 of 2020 so i'm gonna write that in between the trap life books audience so um it's definitely been something on my heart that's been growing for the past two or three years now to really um i've been researching medical um apartheid or health disparity health gap that exists for um, chronic illnesses in this country or for people, for minority communities. And it's just atrocious. And I think it's, um, it's an issue that does not get the attention that it deserves. And I would like to take this time to formally ask my baby sister if she would like to write the foreword for the book. Oh. I will say yes, but are you going to drag me through the mud again? What do you mean? Talking about, oh, I know you haven't listened to any podcast. I'm a busy woman, Petey. Uh, okay. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, you know, I mean, the podcast thing is you can listen to it on your way to work. I know. I would like audio, like, you know how you keep sending me voice message, text, or whatever that thing is? Yeah. Yeah, I'm at a podcast per no offense. Love this podcast. This is the best podcast I've ever been a guest on or heard. We'll hear. But I don't want somebody talking that closely in my ear. Yes, she has voiced that concern. I but, do. Okay. So maybe podcast yeah, if, you, if, you can, if you can refrain from dragging me through the mud i will i will write all the i'll write the backward the forward i'll even That's take the picture your picture hilarious the what's the book gonna be called um i'll tell you the title off off podcast oh secret okay yeah i'll break that news later but <laughs> so Baby sis, it was great having you on the podcast. I'm actually going to edit this tonight um, so it can be released tomorrow. And then I'm going, I'm actually really going to market this episode and send it to some blogs to 
finish out um, sickle cell care September. Okay. And, Sounds uh, like a plan. Yeah. So I just want to say thank you for joining us on the Trap Life Podcast. And as always, we wish you peace, perspective, and power in your journey. Oh, that was deep. Yeah. That was emotionally moving. I wish you the same. And I will talk to you soon. I will talk to you soon as well. Thank you for having me as a guest. I enjoyed myself. Of course. Love you, baby sis. Love you more. Bye. Bye. Welcome to the Trep Life Podcast. We will dive into the immersive worlds of entrepreneurship, empowerment, and empathy with an emphasis of hip-hop culture. All of these concepts will be dissected and connected via a historic lens, so prepare for an engaging transformation. Just a friendly reminder, if you are experiencing value and insight from Trep Life, support the movement by liking, subscribing, and sharing the podcast. You are instrumental in our impact and influence on the world. Reviews are greatly appreciated because they help the podcast grow. Here at Trep Life, we wish you peace and vision on your journey.